country, all of them said, well, it's not the right solution. Get them involved as early and as frequently as you can. Welcome to the Ball.com Tech Lab podcast. Today we talk about uh, user experience and interaction design. A very visible uh, topic. Everybody has an opinion uh, on that because of that. And uh, even though I'm not actually working on our webshop, I get uh, unsolicited feedback on a regular basis. So, um, Peter, what's your take on it? Yes, I've quite uh, the same uh, idea. And uh, I'm one of the the, the, the persons giving feedback uh, uh, every now and then. But again, that's on the webshop part. And in this uh, talk, we, we talk about the uh, other interfaces we have. Uh, not very common uh, known by the, the users of the webshop, but very uh, much needed for the platform we are nowadays. Yeah, we have 23,000 uh, uh, Plaza partners, we call them. So we talk about the seller dashboard. Uh, in short, it's called SDD. And the user interface for the other retailers that sell on our platform. So that uh, are the APIs, uh, the, the supplier portal, portal uh, other partners we have. So uh, support substantial part of the turnover uh, starts with the sellers. So let's talk about the user experience uh, for them, focusing on the platform. And uh, to do that, we have uh, Kuno Leive as our, our guest today. He's a, a user experience designer uh, here. Right. With the special focus on uh, yeah, these, these partners, so uh, partners that sell via our platform, suppliers, uh, partners that advertise uh, on our uh, platform. So. Uh, Welcome, uh, Koen. Thanks, thank you. Thank you for having me. Hey, and we, have, we wanted to make, uh, um, uh, yeah, uh, take a step back and to uh, uh, to look a little into why are we having these um, other retailers on our platform? How does that serve our customers? Yeah, so, yeah, indeed. We were a platform. And what does that mean? We let other sellers, advertisers, etc., on our platform. Mm-hmm. They sell their products, products that we don't have, uh, mm-hmm. that we can't sell, and also partners that have uh, specialized knowledge about these products. They know uh, the best ways to get them, the best ways to sell them. They can also give the best answers if you, uh, customers have questions. So for us, it's a, a good way to sell more products, to mm-hmm. have a wider range of products. Yeah. For the partners, it's a good way to reach a lot of customers so they don't have to build their own expensive webshop. They don't have to do advertisement. We do that for them. And for customers, it's beneficial because they have just one place to do all their shopping. You can start at ball.com and you can find any product you want uh, with the same yeah, level of quality mm-hmm. that you expect from ball.com. Okay. Yeah. okay, so basically you're saying that yeah, to give customers a broader range of uh, assortment right. and also to uh, have uh, yeah, more knowledge available to sell these products to the customers so they, what they can also benefit from in choosing the right uh, yes, yeah. product uh, yeah, for them. Correct. Yeah, Okay. Hey, and uh, yeah, uh, in the early days of um, yeah becoming a, a platform, how how, di- how did that work? Um, yeah, uh, we it was it was a real business to business way of working. So mm-hmm. we said to the partners, okay, this is the way we need you to work, mm-hmm. and uh, they had to adapt to our way of working. So we told them, okay, this way you have to supply your product information, you have to do these things. Uh, it's a, a lot of we telling partners how to work. Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's uh, it's close to how they want to work, how their daily operations are. Mm-hmm. Because they have a business to run, they usually already have a business. So we want to have uh, a, an interface that actually is close to related to how they think. So their mental model, the way of working. And uh, 
that actually that works for them. Mm -hmm. So about two years ago, we made the transition to have a partner platform uh, where we said, okay, we want to listen to you. We want to mm -hmm. make software that are products that actually work for you. But that also means asking them what do they need, understanding their need of our users, of our end users, and transitioning from we telling you to you tell us how you want to work, mm -hmm. and we'll make products that actually make your life easier as a, as a seller. And as a consequence, the products, the number of products grew, mm -hmm. uh, the quality of the, the catalog grew, and that also makes happy customers. So in a, in a long term, it's also beneficial for everybody. Yeah, so basically, we we uh, we offered them a let's say a non-frictionless uh, yeah. <laughs> environment, uh, actually a frictionful environment, mm -hmm. and we adapted and we we encountered. Yeah, basically, we have to make the platform easy for them to sell on and yeah. enjoyable for them to sell on, and True. easier to uh, easy. to work with, because we need them to give this quality of product description, yeah. better pricing, more products. To the customers that want to buy stuff on the yeah. platform, yeah, easy software that's right, software that's easy to learn for mm -hmm. new for our new sellers for new partners. Uh, it also makes it possible to sell a lot of products, uh, mm -hmm. the large sellers, and also it can be a bit of fun as well. Yeah. So products that's necessarily B two B software is often very boring and a lot mm -hmm. of data, and we want to have more that's user centric. So we start with what the user wants, what our partners want to actually make a good sale and to uh, work with our platform in a pleasant way, uh, and that for that we have to listen to them. Can you, can you give an example what you uh, did to make it fun for them? Yeah, you said, you said fun, but maybe yeah. uh, it had to do with, for instance, the, the trigger screens we, we, yeah, we give so, them? The yeah, so what we did is um, look into how they work, understanding a bit better how they work, and then make uh, task-driven environments, so we actually mm -hmm. helped them uh, make what we call triggers yeah. that indicate, okay, these products need some more attention. And we also guide you to how to do that. Mm -hmm. So we apply our knowledge that we know of products and give them to the to our partner partner, the partners to uh, to make some adjustments to the products that actually improve their visibility or their the pricing uh, to actually make more sales, a better chance of making that sale. Yeah, so if I remember correctly, but correct me if I'm wrong, uh, when we started with the seller dashboard, I think the, initially we uh, created it for the ex-students that wanted to uh, sell yeah. their second-hand uh, study books, right? Yeah, that's So true. we started off with, with that uh, group of sellers, yeah. and then when that uh, went well, we moved uh, other sellers onto the seller dashboard. More and more well. sellers, more different sellers, sellers with different needs, a lot of products, small products, specialized products, and also, we want to expose more of the, the methods that we have, so the promotion methods, for example. We can make promotions on Ball.com, uh, so you can actually uh, make your temporary offer. Uh, we want to make that available for our partners as well. So I actually have a, like a, plain, a level playing field for Ball.com and our partners mm -hmm. to, to have a good uh, experience for our customers in yeah. the end. Can you explain to, uh, to people that when you used it, uh, a couple of years ago, you never had a look at it again. But when you have a look nowadays, uh, what does what is the biggest change you made? Well, there are a lot of changes that we made. So first of all, there's more functionality, but also it has uh, better structure in that it's narrowly focused to how you work as a partner. Mm -hmm. So we uh, make the, the, uh, 
process of, of ordering, uh, shipping orders easier, the process of adding product information. It's nowadays uh, possible to answer all uh, your questions, the customer questions that come into a customer service. Mm -hmm. uh, more and more functionality comes in, and also these functionalities are more suited to the way our partners work. So uh, to have an, a method of uh, that incorporates in your your daily process, mm -hmm. a frictionless process, as you said, with uh, with your own way of working as a partner, because you have a business to run, you have opening hours, you have a dropshipper, so a, a postal service that comes through the door at a certain moment. We have to understand how you work as your as a partner and make products that actually work for you that are suited for your way of working. Okay. Hey, and uh, yeah, let's take a step back again. And that, that's that's where we are aiming at or yep. uh, coming close to at this point in time. But two years ago, what 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 did it look like then? What what, what was our ambition? What because then it wasn't frictionless yet. So take us uh, yeah. on a travel in time, basically. Yeah. So we wanted to make it frictionless, indeed. And but for that to do to do that, we need to understand how it's wor working now. Mm -hmm. uh, we need to you know if people are using our uh, software, mm -hmm. are using our products, uh, how they are using it, and what they think of it. And we did a little bit of, uh, of research already. Mm -hmm. So we had the Net Promoter Score, the NPS, that we, uh, we asked our partners. We did here and there, we did some surveys. We had a little bit of contact, but it wasn't structural. So we didn't have metrics in place to see how many people are using your website, so uh, analytics. Um, we also didn't know if why there was a certain mm -hmm. uh, problem. So we uh, there was a lot of we telling you. Yeah. And two years ago, we changed that into you tell us. Mm -hmm. But for that, we need to have more quantitative data. So seeing yeah. how you, how the people are, how your users are using our products. And qualitative data, why they are doing it the way they are and why they have these tricks in place or these uh, ways of working that they implemented to actually work with our software. Mm -hmm. Because we said, okay, we want to listen to you. So we started off with implementing uh, metrics, so added the analytics mm -hmm. to our platform. Yeah. And also, we wanted to have these uh, these in-depth interviews with our partners more frequent. And our ambition was to have it as frequently as possible. Yeah. But we didn't have any contact information. So we didn't. We had here and there, we had some details of, uh, of some partners that, that were willing to talk to us. But we didn't have a database to consult uh, or to query for, okay, I need these kinds of partners. So we started off with that as well, asking in a survey um, to our partners, are you willing to collaborate with us? Are you willing to come to us or we come to you yeah. so we can see how you work and ask you a bunch of questions or give you a new concept and you can tell us what you think of it? Uh, so we had to start off with our database yeah. as well. So basically, you had to start to uh, get to collect the data for for the uh, quantitative and the qualitative uh, right. analysis, yeah. both at the at the same time. Yeah. And um, yeah, how did the yeah the Plaza partners respond to the to this question? Well, it uh, we were really surprised because it was very positive. We had hundreds of re responses within uh, within a few days of partners that are willing to to collaborate mm -hmm. with us. Uh, so we're really happy with that. Yeah. Um, then the next step was, okay, we had now this set of, of partners that are willing to work with us. We need to have some more details on them. So we need to know the size and the type of products are selling those kind of information. Yeah. But that's GDPR, privacy-sensitive data. So we had the next step, the next difficulty to take. 
is uh, to store this in a safe manner, mm -hmm. um, make it restricted so not everybody can access it. And so you can ask someone to do that for, to ask, okay, mm -hmm. I, need a, I need a certain yeah. type of partners, can you give me the details? So we formed a partner experience center, a group of, of, of colleagues that, uh, that actually answered these questions. So I said, okay, I want to know this and this. I want these type of partners with, yeah. with a certain size, certain products, or perhaps they are using API. You can ask them, and then we supply you with a data set of, of partners that are happy to help. And we can also have you give you some tips, some documentation, some other uh, things to get you forward to contact these partners. Okay, yeah, and then you you, you have you can make uh, a selection basically who are we are going to talk to and there are enough partners uh, willing to do so. Yeah. So then we have to make a plan on what are we going to get out of these interviews because we are still aiming for something. There should be uh, like a, a, a goal, a direction in sure. contacting them, right? Yeah, so, so we had the aim of, of looking at our big brother, so to say, the web shop, mm -hmm. where it's very common to ask our customers how they work. Mm -hmm. we, have a, we have a lot of customers, each with their own uh, way of shopping. Mm -hmm. uh, we do very frequently, we have A-B tests, we have interviews, we have usability tests. We thought, okay, that's what we want as well. That's the goal we have. And yeah. every week you should contact some users. That's the, that's the ambition we had. Mm -hmm. um, because we believe that in the same way, business to business, business to customer, it's more the same. So we have to understand our customer and have your customer earlier on in the process involved. When you're designing your concepts, when you're thinking about the solution, mm -hmm. if you can have your user involved then, that would be much better. And the webshop is already doing that pretty good. So yeah. our ambition was to get on par, to get on the same level as, as the webshop. Yeah, exactly. And then you you have like this example, yeah. which that has way more experience uh, in, in a sense, is way more advanced. Uh, so that also, I guess, forms your ambition, but then there's also like reality and yeah. that, that you have like, yeah, let's say a certain number of, uh, yeah, user interaction designers, uh, developers, uh, whatever, to get stuff done. Yeah. And what happens then? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what happens then is that you wanted to start off with, okay, I want to do a usability test as the web shop. Mm -hmm. So involve our partners and do uh, an interview where we, test how the product is working, so in this case a dashboard mm -hmm. or new concepts. But getting partners to your office and having a plan is quite tricky since they have a business to run. Exactly. They can't just <laughs> make time in their schedule say, okay, I'll be there from 9 to 10 and all those kinds of things. And also we said it's a partnership, so we collaborate. So mm -hmm. we also have to give something back to the partner. Yeah. It's, it's a collaboration. It's usually you need more time for that. Um, we also encountered is that product teams so IT teams and mm -hmm. business stakeholders, designers, uh, they have to contact the partner to ask them to come over there. It's mm -hmm. outbound calling. That's very scary. Yeah, for is. a method. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's also something new. Yeah. I have never. If you have never done a usability test, it's quite scary to do mm -hmm. that at first. Yeah. and it's yeah the unknown that makes it scary. So we thought, okay, that's a bit too ambitious for now. Let's start so smaller and have like these focus groups or panel discussions. Mm -hmm. That's the first step we took. Okay, just asking like about eight partners to come over 
and to talk about a subject that we know about, we can give a bit to them. Mm -hmm. uh, we can tell them about new things or get them involved in, the, in a pilot program. Mm -hmm. We ask a, a bit about uh, feedback on, on the things we're thinking about, mm -hmm. the, the roadmaps that we have, and uh, ask their opinion on, should we do this first, do that? How does it work? Do you understand it? And so they had this interaction, uh, which is very nice for our partners. Mm -hmm. uh, they, had, they, they saw some, some of our faces and they can ask questions. Uh, for our business stakeholders, for the product teams, it was really good to see customers actually in action and get confirmation that they were doing the right thing, or mm -hmm. if they weren't, exactly. there's yeah. also yeah. feedback. And see people uh, using their software that they created, true. or wanted yeah. to create. Or yeah, so seeing yeah. someone actually use their software, yeah, that's that's very vital because it actually means that you're doing it for the for the right things, Yeah, and you're, not, uh, you're making the right product that actually makes your user's life Yeah, and sometimes you, you've find out that they're using it, but not in a way as you intended it, but that it really works well for the purpose yeah, they're using true. it. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and how, because that started off two years ago, uh, did we come up with a totally new redesign of the seller dashboard, or did we do increments? and it's Small increments. That's always that's our ambition, to, to make small daily steps uh, that actually makes the product better every day. Uh, but now what we changed is a bit of a mindset change that we involve your users sooner. So yeah. you make products that actually work easier. So you uh, less develop, spend time on developing software that is actually used the wrong way or isn't used at all because it's just not, just not uh, uh, quite a good fit with how you work. Uh, because of that, we changed a bit of the product team's mindset. Or actually, that's our ambition. It, it also goes with small steps because changing a culture is uh, is something that takes time. Mm -hmm. But our ambition is to every day make our customer, our partner's life a bit happier. Yep. Uh, so, and how do you come up with, because here you have eight uh, sellers in this uh, panel discussion. Sure. They come up with great ideas that yeah. you think of, okay, really great, we have to implement it. How do you come up with your roadmap? Because, uh, yeah, maybe it's, it's by accident that you have these uh, sellers in that want to have this, but maybe others. Yeah, yeah, I get the question a lot. Yeah, so yeah. indeed. Uh, Do you check it with the other sellers? Or? Yeah, so what you have is the quantitative side, so you know what they want or why they want it. Now you have to investigate how big the problem is. Exactly. And for yeah. that, you need your quantitative data. So you can actually have m contact more partners, uh, test it as well with live products or have mm -hmm. surveys. Yeah. Uh, it's also creating a roadmap is a, is a combination of asking your users, but also asking your business. As a as a business, Bold.com also has strategic goals, mm -hmm. things that uh, that make profit. So you have to incorporate these as well. You have to think about it long-term. So you interpret what your user says, interpret their why, let them explain to you why they need certain functionality, why they need it in this way. And by understanding more and more of them, you actually make products that actually work for them and that you can check then again with your users. And if they say, this is indeed what makes my life easier, you know that you're on the right path. So it depends a bit on where in the process you are. So if you are in the creation phase, you actually uh, ask them more about ideas of well, tell me why do you need this, why do you work this way, and then it's validation, and, uh, and it comes live. You actually have to test it as well, test your hypotheses, whether they actually are correct. So by having it more frequent, you actually get products that are right for your users. That's really interesting now, I'm thinking of this. Do you have an example of something that came up uh, by having these discussions with the sellers 
that we didn't think of at all ourselves. Yeah, what we had, you had one example of where we uh, supply, you supply assets, which are images or PDFs mm-hmm. to your products. And we had an, uh, an idea of how we wanted to make our partners, the, uh, give our partners the option to change the ordering. Because we said, okay, you're a specialist on selling this product, for example, a couch, you know what kind of images users want to see first. And we get the idea ready already on how we should build it and how it should look. And then we went to visit partners. We actually went there to the partners. We went to visit six of them to see the process of how they make the images, how they make the pictures, and how they supply this product information. And asking them, okay, but we have this solution. Would this help you? And actually all of them said, well, it's, it's not the right solution because that's not a problem I'm facing. I don't care about the ordering. You, as Bold.com, you have the data. You tell me the ordering. I can need to know what kind of images actually work better so I can actually make better images. And that changed a bit of the, the product that we, we created, yeah, the end screen that we created, because we were solving the right problem for our partners. So actually they were not interested in determining the order for the, the images, but they basically were asking, well, if I put which image first, what will have the highest conversion? Or yeah. when will I get the most views? More stuff like that. Yeah, yeah so they're interested about that. So asking, so we could actually tell them, okay, go back to either make your own pictures or go to your supplier and ask them for the, these and these pictures. Because we know that these work. Mm-hmm. We can't make the pictures for them because we don't have the product. Mm-hmm. But this insight is actually more valuable to our partners than letting them decide which order the images should be. And we learned that by having the discussion and let them explain to us why they actually work the way they work and uh, asking them what would make your life easier, mm-hmm. what would make your work easier. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking also about these partners. Eh? We, we have a lot of partners in, in the Netherlands, but mm-hmm. we are growing in, in, in Belgium rapidly as well. Uh, and recently you went to Belgium to meet our Belgium customers. Yeah, uh, partners. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah? Are they... In, in what terms are they different? What, what, do, do, what do we learn from them that we don't think of? Yeah, there's, it's really strange because we all make assumptions yeah. and uh, we think of the way we think of it. Cultural differences are very hard to see, mm-hmm. uh, but by having them, uh, to have the discussion with them, we actually can come up with a lot of things that are just minor details, but that actually make it very difficult of different to work. Mm-hmm. They have a different way of contacting our customer service, but a bigger difference is they have different holidays. Uh, yeah. We need to know those, uh, but also how they actually ship uh, items during the holidays, what we call cross-border, so uh, shipping them from, the, from Belgium to the Netherlands, for example. Um, we need to understand why that's different to actually make the software that the products that we create suit for, for those seasons, uh, the different seasons as well, different mm-hmm. holidays they have yeah. in, in Belgium. And there were more cultural differences, but these were really big topics that were really fun to see. And also, it's really fun to also talk to, to these Belgian partners. And we said, it's a partnership. So it actually means also going to them and asking them, okay, what should we do for you? What is actually the thing that we that you miss on our platform that makes it uh, makes your sales easier? So it's also a bit of, of, of going out there and just uh, listening to your your users, yeah, yeah. What, what, uh, I'm really wondering about Belgium because, yeah, the holidays are, are different, so we have to at some point take an extra day for delivery and stuff, sure. and you have yeah. to accommodate for that. But it can also, 
Um, think that the tone of voice, it, like, like for example, in product description or product titles, diversity, yeah. anything? Yeah, so, but that's more webshop related indeed. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. For, for our customers, we do use different words, mm -hmm. but also for our partners, we use different words if the, if the partner has different language. Mm -hmm. uh, we need to uh, understand that a bit. Uh, so we had some ideas, and we had some ideas also about the holiday season. Mm -hmm. Okay, what would help you during this this enormous peak that you mm -hmm. have in November, December? Yeah. We had some ideas. I was okay. We can't do all of them. Which ones would help you? And by just having the discussion, uh, we are going to choose the right ones to actually focus on, having the correct insights for them to sh to see which products should I keep on stock for mm -hmm. the for the season. Ah, okay. And some of them are different for between Belgium and Netherlands, but some of them are. The same for every partner. Like what? What? what are, where are the differences? That's always nice to know, right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, things that don't sell in Netherlands, uh, certain uh, postcards that actually don't, that holidays that we don't have. So there are small. Are there like, for example, gifts that they don't give each other at Christmas that uh, yeah. we in the Netherlands do? And yeah. So like certain that. holidays are celebrated differently. Yeah. Uh, we have to understand how Belgium holidays work and other way around. Our Belgian partners need to understand how the Dutch uh, the holidays are. So mm -hmm. we have the, the correct products available. Uh, also, sales is a different time of year. So that also means that uh, we communicate a different uh, on the webshop. And it's yeah. also important for our partners to know when are we going to start with a certain communication to our, on our webshop mm -hmm. so you can expect some more sales or uh, more customer questions. So they're better prepared for uh, upcoming uh, upcoming yeah. peak in sales. Yeah, and nowadays we involve them with, with the special promotions, right? Yeah, with true. The, yeah. Yeah. Uh. So they can actually uh, participate as well if we have a promotion that they can actually join uh, Bold.com in, uh, in having an, an offer. Yeah. yeah. Hey, and um, so we have talked already about uh, quite some small steps in, in our approach to, to get to where we are. Yeah. Uh, looking forward, what, what are the yeah, so next we, steps? What yeah. are we looking into? We still have the ambition to uh, look at, if we look at the webshop, a Big mm -hmm. Brother, to, to have it on the same level. So mm -hmm. we want to have usability tests quite frequently. Yeah. And uh, we still have the ambition to have every product uh, team that is actually making something for, an, for a partner to ask a partner you get a partner involved in the process. Mm -hmm. uh, these go in small steps. So we're going to start with uh, with product information. So getting all these products that we ship now uh, have partners involved in every step, and that's the mission to do that for every product teams. Uh, have uh, frequent usability tests. Have have metrics in place. Uh, look at our net promoter score. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of quantitative and qualitative data because you need to combine these. Mm -hmm. and have them in every step of your new product. So from the creative idea and choosing your roadmap into the final product and monitoring if it's actually working the way you want it to work and it keeps working because time goes on. Mm -hmm. In two years, your product might be used differently than you yeah. originally intended it. So you keep also your, your product life cycle in place and monitor customer questions that come in and certainly uh, certain needs that uh, that occur, so you, as a product team, you are responsible for the thing that that you put online, mm -hmm. and keep being responsible for the entire life cycle, and also keep your users involved, keep uh, keep listening to them. You talked about uh, the the net promoter score, the NPS for partners. True. Do we share the the NPS with them as well? The, uh, the, the score? Yeah, we share a bit more, uh, more and more. I don't know. If 
where we can share the net promoter score. What we're going to share is a customer service questions. So how good are you rated after a customer mm-hmm. service contact? We already did share the uh, the, the sales. So after yeah. after sales, uh, what we call the seller uh, quality score and the shipment score. So we're going to share more and more insights um, to actually get the best out of you. Um, to improve as well uh, from the seller perspective. Yeah. 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 Hey, I saw in the preparation that you're also uh, having this uh, uh, UX research guild yeah. and that you, uh, uh, every now and then, you, you do some visiting together with our uh, Ahold, uh, Aha online brother, I call yeah, it. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> What what do you do in in such a guild? What uh, what do what do you learn from each other? Yeah, we we're actually doing quite well with Bullet.com with with regards to quantitative and qualitative research. There's always room to improve and to learn from each other, and different companies uh, tackle it differently. Uh, so it's really good to share this knowledge as well to talk to someone who's doing the same thing in a different company and sharing their the view, mm-hmm. sharing the difficulties you face, and uh, discuss together what you can do to solve them. And you can learn a lot from each other. So Albert Hein, in this case, uh, has different methods to do certain research, and we're looking into that as well. And other way around, they're actually learning from us as well. So we, it's it's, uh, it's improving uh, both sides. Uh, just to share, it's also really fun to uh, to talk about this. It's uh, it's my passion, so it's really <laughs> fun to uh, yeah to talk about these topics and uh, to keep improving. Also for for us, it's uh, it's it keeps us. Uh, uh, on the toes. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe before we go to the to the closing round, eh, we have uh, uh, this this podcast is hosted on techlab.bob.com. It's on the site. Do you have tips for us <laughs> to to work <laughs> on our user experience? Yeah, but listening back to the the, the, the podcast we just recorded, I, I think I, I, I can imagine what you're gonna say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the answer is is, is obvious. So it's it exactly. it requires user involvement, yeah. and that actually means looking at your the usage of your uh, of the website and also asking your users your target users if they're using it and what they what they think of it so actually i would turn this question around and ask uh, what did you ask your customers your end users because that's in my opinion where it all starts about asking your end users uh, what they think of it and that's uh, i must say an interesting uh, <laughs> yeah it's uh, not a surprise that you come up with, the, with yeah. this answer but it is one of the challenges we are facing. It's it's uh, we put it online. We we try to to get some some uh, reactions back. But yeah, that's that's also uh, if you're listening and want to share something, just reach out to us and uh, let us know. That's the start yeah. of the interaction. That's Thanks true. for the tip. Yeah, yeah. 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 Paul, do you have questions left? Or no, not not thing? not for this. No. Okay, and then we can go to the closing yeah, round. Closing round. Yeah. That's uh, what's your most important takeaway? Yeah, the most important tip I can give you is uh, as a product team. Uh, ask your users, get them involved as early and as, as frequently as you can to ask them uh, what they think. Well, not perhaps asking them what they think, but uh, getting them involved and seeing their behavior, seeing how they use your product, because it makes uh, your user's life happier. Mm-hmm. It's also fun to see someone use your product. It is yeah. really true that it's, uh, you're doing it for, for your end users, so seeing them in action. And that's for the, your business stakeholders, for your designers, and also for your developers. It's always fun to see someone uh, work with your product and keep improving it. And why? And how do you do that? To keep listening to your end users. Yeah. Although it can be scary to reach out <laughs> to them. It's very scary time. sometimes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, okay. uh, yeah. 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 Thanks, Kuhn, for uh, sharing your stories with us. Uh, for, for me, yeah, there, there, there was always this seller dashboard, but I wasn't 
aware of the fact that we really changed the, the approach two years ago. So thanks for, for join, uh, joining in this episode and uh, share that story. And I hope you enjoyed it uh, yeah, yeah, it's fun. as much as yeah. we did. So maybe till the next round. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you liked the episode, check some of the others and subscribe to our feed. Go to Spotify or iTunes, search for Tech Lab and subscribe. Hope to meet you in one of our next episodes. Have fun.